Welcome to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. Hello, I'm back, everyone. After a long two, three weeks, I'm back. and It's good to have you back. Yeah, my name is Karan and uh, I use pronouns... My name is Karan and I use pronouns he, him. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory, the original lands of the Anishinaabeg, Nehiawak, Ojikri, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Thanks, Kran. So we've been talking about wanting to do a little episode on call-out culture, but I think today is the day. Yep. Today Today is the day we talk about it. Because Christina (laughs) was attacked on Facebook. I wouldn't call it an attack. Like, I was, like, somebody was calling me out. And I just, like, for the last couple weeks, I've been so spent, like, with school and work and everything, as I put it, crushed by the weight of the proletariat workload. Mm. And I've just been, like, kind of taking a step back from activism for a little bit because, my God, it takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somebody just, like, called me out and was accusing me of a lot of things. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I agree with you. You don't have to swear at me. Yeah, it was it was definitely intense. And. I felt really bad because I obviously wanted to jump in, which I did in the end because I got a little drunk and was like, (laughs) well, this is annoying because Christina is not an accomplice in any of the things she's being accused of, a.k.a. white feminism and turfism and all of that stuff, which we extensively talk about and discuss on this radio show. So it really um, irritated me that you were being accused of it. So Exactly. And, like, I'm not, like, am I knee-jerk reaction i'm like okay i'm being called out and white feminism like as a white person i'm not the one to make the judgment call on if i'm being a white feminist so my knee-jerk reaction was just like did did i mess up did i did it did i do something wrong here so i just like took a step back and i was like i'm sorry we're looking into it and like Mm -hmm. yep so i'll give the background story (laughs) because at this point i'm just done with i'm just done with this culture (laughs) so a few weeks ago, we had a group come in and we like it was the, it was a feminist group and they were all wearing what is called famously the pussy hat. And granted that it is very trans exclusionary and all of that. I, I get it. We get it. But also it comes from a very specific origin, which was Donald Trump saying grab them by the pussy and that is why when on january 21st 21st i don't know and that is why in (laughs) and that is why in late january in 2017 or whenever it was that donald trump was sworn in as president of the united states of america trash people (laughs) people (laughs) people walked out onto the streets, men, women, non-binary people, everyone alike, and they all wore pussy hats because of that one phrase, bringing attention to the fact that, you know, he has sexually assaulted multiple women and multiple people with vaginas. And 
I understand that it can be taken as trans exclusionary because we're trying to uplift women here and not all women have vaginas or vulvas or whatever. I'm not going to get into the biology. That's not to say it's not even being used as trans exclusionary. Some people have taken it up as trans exclusionary. And to have the pussy and the pussy hat as a symbol of a feminist movement like that's inherently trans exclusionary and we know that because we've been feminists for however many years and we know what biological essentialism is exactly. and we're ready to receive that kind of information and take it up and act accordingly exactly so my pet peeve is that it was a group of high school teenagers that wore that because they well you all heard our well I hope that all of you listen to our episode about the she group and they were all wearing pussy hats and I applaud that I get that it is a sign of turfism yada 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 but they don't know that they don't know that yet they're in high school like even the fact that they're feminist is exceptional I was a friggin moron when I was in high school I was not a feminist like they're already facing all these like men's rights advocates and like all of these like yeah, weird we were meninists. Them, yeah, we were like, talking throughout the day and they were like, yeah, some people will come up to them and ask them why they don't call the group he. Like that is the level of maturity that they are dealing with. So when they already have the courage to come out and speak out against inequalities and all of that, at we that all age. W- at, th- at that age and that level of maturity, which like. Wow, is mind-blowing to me. And obviously, trans visibility is so low, and maybe no one in their grade is trans, and maybe that's why they're not aware of it. Or maybe there's just so much feminist... There's just so much feminist literature out there that they don't understand all of it. Because, hello, they are 16. They are 16, 15-year-olds. And... How much are we going to overload them until there comes a point where they turn away from feminism because uh, it's just a little too much. Morgan was literally because we were talking about this yesterday and she was like, like they tell her how they'll sometimes cry every day and want to quit the group because of how much hate they're getting. So if you're going to call them out for being turfy, are you going to put the same energy towards every other teenager who is way more ignorant than them? Like, just think about where your anger is directed. Like, I understand. Yes, we have to be angry. And I'm just, I am angry with you when we are talking amongst adults, but they are already facing so much hate. Like, I'll I'll give you a little lowdown here. After we recorded that episode with them, we had to go through a bunch of editing because we weren't allowed to talk about their high school. We couldn't even like make any suggestion or inference that we were criticizing their high school. And going through that editing process, like I was angry. I was just like, oh my God, I hate being censored. Because here, we're able to openly censor. We have control over our environment. We're treated and respected like adults. Whereas for them, they are constantly controlled, censored by their peers, by their administration. And I'm not scared to say that now because with this episode, like that's not going on their e-newsletter. So I don't care that I'm saying it. And it also frustrated me because I spent so much time editing that episode. And then we had to re-edit it. And censor it and we just had to do it so upsetting to me anyway i'm not upset about that obviously (laughs) like a little bit yeah but like they have to deal with that all the time they have to deal with that all the time so my issue comes in when people are trying to understand like they named the group she striving for humanity and equality and 
they've already been talking about how that's not inclusive and how they want to change that up. They already knew that. To me, that is mind-blowing. And it just... It just really, really, really angers me that there are people out there who still want to take that away from them and say that, well, this is some turfy BS. We're going to like you're complicit in this white feminism that you're perpetuating. Like, are we in the 50s? Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, girl, we're not. We're not in the 50s. We're not like you. You can spend your energy out you can spend your energy calling out people who literally don't want to respect other people's pronouns. How about you go fight that battle? Like this is not this is not a battle worth fighting because we know what you're talking about. Exactly. We get it. Like that was my first reaction but then they're like, you know, I hear the situation, I hear the context and it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like I remember when I was in high school and I was in the GSA and I think I was maybe in grade 11 or 12 and the teacher just like introduced to us the topic of sex and gender being two different things and she explained it very thoroughly and i still it took me years to understand that like the person that was arguing with us they were like don't underestimate the intelligence of teenagers but like i i could not get that simple thing when i was as i said i was a moron in grade 12 (laughs) exactly so like i was a moron first year university too and here we are fourth year university and i've finally grasped all well not even all And we're still we're still learning like I so to me, it's really upsetting that people are being turned away. It's the same. And and I get it because I have obviously spoken on this show even about how it doesn't fall upon me as a person of color. It doesn't fall upon trans people as a person of color to take things in a positive stride, to take things as, oh, well, this is my opportunity to educate someone and all of that. I've said that. And you know what? I also abide by that. But. You know when that happens, you know when that anger comes in, when someone literally tells me, hey man, your race doesn't matter. Your race is actually not telling of any lived experiences that you may have had. And me as a white person or as a white passing person is going to make that assumption for you. And that's when I lose it. But you don't know the context of this situation. You don't really understand what's going on. And you already see that these people are trying to be feminists. So what did you accomplish by doing that? By yelling at some 15-year-olds. Mm, nothing. <laughs> and that's the answer. Yeah. So I guess it brings us back to the question of, is it our responsibility to always be calm enough to educate people like and i get that it's not always possible but maybe is it worthwhile to take a step back and say huh maybe i don't have all the information here i think with this particular situation like uh of course whether or not you have the energy to educate people all the time you know there's no one simple answer to that but i would say if you have the energy to scream at some 15 year olds you have the energy to scream at some adults. So maybe just direct it somewhere else. Because I think if somebody is that young, we can actually make an exception because I can pretty much guarantee, like we already (laughs) bombarded them with a lot of information on intersectionality. That's a lot of information for them to take in. They are well on their way. And before we know it, they're going to be experts on it more than we are. But we have to take it one step at a time. And hold on. 
And you know what? Christina's right. We literally lectured them on what intersectionality means. And it was difficult. It's it's difficult to learn it. Like, I am grateful that my parents were okay with paying for that one women's and gender studies class that I took over one spring break or one summer wherein I was able to learn what intersectionality was because you know what without that I would not understand it there's literally articles coming up on the internet now which say here's a feminist like vocabulary page because not everyone graduated with a women's and gender studies degree and that's the thing we have to talk about this like almost elitism within feminism within feminism because quite frankly it's annoying it's a little annoying when you're pushing people away and this is what we talked about even in our politics classes like people who are willing to come to the left come to the left a little bit a little bit and like scooch over a little more a little more a little more and then they toy with the idea of oh maybe like hillary clinton is not the best candidate and then you yell at them saying oh well are you a friggin monster then are you gonna vote for trump blah 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 that's what pushes people over the fence to the other side of it and i am complicit in this i get angry all the time i'll see an idiot walk in to class wearing a trump hat and i want to yell oh oh my god i want to scream at them but is it worth it is it worth it no it's not But if a person is willing to understand what my oppression is, what my difficulties are in life, and all of that, like, I'm not going to yell at them for not understanding my intersectionality of being a brown man. Like, it's, it's, it's just annoying. I can't believe we even have to talk about this. And I, yeah. I get that it's such a nuanced, complex issue. But it is. like, it is so complex because we have a right to be angry, and people we speak to need to understand that we're angry. Any person who is oppressed, of course, like, be angry. You have a right to be angry. But I think just with teenagers, like for crying out loud, like just ugh, recognize when people are willing to listen. <sighs> this is going nowhere. <laughs> this is going everywhere. <laughs> Uh, did we get all our thoughts out? Are we yeah. good? Yeah. Do we... Uh, do you want to uh, hear about what I talked about last week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so last week, I, I did a fun little one-on-one slash one-on-audience. I hope I don't just have one listener. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really sad. <laughs> Who knows? This episode is a mess, Christina. It's not. This is okay. fine, actually. I find this very organic okay. and fine. Okay. Excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent. This is similar to how it looked last week. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, last week I went on this... Uh, this uh, I opened up to you folks. I, I was letting you... Giving you the lowdown on kind of what... Uh, woman-on-woman dating looks like and how heteronormativity plays out in that and how because we expect and i'll give you a little bit of background if you didn't listen last week don't worry i don't expect you to be a devoted listener i i understand so (laughs) (laughs) so i was basically talking about how in uh in relationships we very much expect men to give the relationship meaning. Men are active, women are passive, and this is the this is the societal narrative upon which we all operate. So if that's the narrative that we're operating under, 
what happens when two women are dating? Well, uh, and then I and then I gave voice to an issue that I think is difficult to talk about for a lot of people who engage in women and women dating. And I let y'all know that uh, in my anecdotal experience, <laughs> we've <laughs> we've had some issues figuring out who's going to make the first move. And that is the reality of the situation. Hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real thing. And I bet you you can talk to like most people who have come upon woman or woman dating woman on woman dating and they can confirm at least even if it didn't hold them back for long, they will notice a tendency. Right. It's it's a thing. So I uh, I just kind of wanted to go back to that point because I realized I didn't le- leave you with like a lot of uplifting stuff. Like I told you that like <laughs> me and my girlfriend have been dating for like a year now and it's not an issue anymore, but I didn't give you much more than that. So I kind of just wanted to throw in a few more uplifting words for you. Um, basically, when you do figure it out, which um, might just happen spontaneously, it's actually an incredibly empowering thing. Once you can start to build your own narrative on it, Um, It's not just going to continue to be this uh, difficult chore-like thing. Like, you'll actually start to develop a a persona around it. You'll be able to kind of be a little more decisive in that regard. And you'll be able to open it up to being as communicative as you want it to be under the circumstances that you sort of decide. And also, and one of the really greatest benefits that I'm, I'm just going to just gonna rant about a little bit here, I have found, and I'm sure many people can speak to this because this is reminiscent of the rape culture under which we all live. Oh, um, Lord. I've, I've experienced a lot of men trying to push things along faster than they need to be. Now, Mood. I yeah. see that happen to all my female friends who are heterosexual. Exactly. So right. that happens all the time. Now, for some people... Um, and it's complicated. And again, I'm going to give voice to something that people don't like to talk about. But a lot of women like that. A lot of heterosexual women like that. They like the decisiveness. They like the confidence. But then obviously, it's very easy for... It's too easy. It's not a good thing that it's easy. It's easy for this boundary to be crossed very quickly. And uh, and for the man not to be communicating about it. And, you know, that's how we wind up with sexual violence. So. Yikes. Yeah. So... Over the years, I've gotten really sick of that noise, and I'm just like, I, I think I, I think I consciously made the decision to just not be attracted to that an- annoying overconfidence. You know, like it's just like I hate that cocky noise. You know, like I don't just, even think that's a conscious decision. I think that at <laughs> some point your ovaries just want to exit your body when you. <laughs> Freaking see that overconfidence, you know what I'm talking about? Like that whole yuppie F-boy stuff that we see all over the internet. It's just something about it that any kind of genitalia would want to just like go up your esophagus and out your throat and barfed all over. You know what I'm talking about? It's not a conscious decision, Christina. That you're wrong about. <laughs> with you at all (laughs) and then you can go and you can decide things at your own pace and yes it probably will be less rushed because 
statistically speaking, and speaking in in terms of the narrative. I'm sorry, I'm still just trying to get over. Okay. Okay. So, in terms of the narrative, things um, generally probably will move a little bit uh, more slowly between uh, woman on woman dating. But I actually really like that because we had more time to decide how we're feeling. I don't know what what the bloody sense of urgency is. Like, oh my god, me and my girlfriend were able to hash out so many nuanced emotions because we weren't rushing crap. Like, whereas with guys, it's like. Are you going to have my babies? And it's like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and. Karan, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen the movie Blue is the Warmest Color? I've heard of it. Iconic. So it's like this lesbian couple and yep. then like one of the main characters has blue hair. Mm-hmm. So since Serena dyed her hair blue this week, I've now had three girlfriends with blue hair. Oh, that's a type. Fun fact. That's I, a type. I wasn't, I didn't plan it, but it just happened. On sure. that note, are you ready for some lesbian tunes for the rest of this segment? Yeah, yeah, sure. Before we, before we play some lesbian tunes, <laughs> uh, I would just like to reiterate that Perhaps stop calling people out unless they're like too far gone and right wing as hell. Um, yeah. And y'all could probably tell that we're burnt out and oh, yeah. are just. Uh, yeah. After that laughing fit, by the way, we had to stop recording for like 15 minutes. We were crying. And and we are OK with the product that is this episode of our semester, which is very telling and is a reflection of it all. Please so enjoy our tears. Please. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> here are some lesbian tunes Bye y'all Bye. Thanks Christina Thanks Karen Cause I could draw, my uncle was, and I kept my room straight I told my mom, tears rushing down my face She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K Tripping, yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes, all in my head I remember doing the math, like, yeah, I'm good at Little League A preconceived idea of what it all meant But those that like the same sex had the characteristics The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision And you can be cured with some treatment and religion Man-made rewiring of a predisposition playing God Ah, nah, here we go America the brave still fears what we don't know God loves all his children It's somehow forgotten But we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago I don't know And I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to
gay, I would think hip-hop hates me. Have you read the YouTube comments lately? Man, that's gay, gets dropped on the daily. We become so numb to what we're saying. A culture founded from oppression. Yeah, we don't have acceptance for them. Call each other faggots behind the keys of a message board. A word rooted in hate, yet our genre still ignores it. Gay is synonymous with the lesser. It's the same hate that's caused wars from religion. Gender to skin color, the complexion of your pigment. The same fight that led people to walkouts and sit-ins. It's human rights for everybody. There is no difference. Live on and be yourself. When I was at church, they taught me something else. If you preach hate at the service, those words aren't anointed. That holy water that you soak in has been poisoned. When everyone else is more comfortable remaining voiceless rather than fighting for humans that have had their rights stolen. I might not be the same, but that's not important. No freedom till we're equal. Damn right I support it. March on with the veil over our eyes. We turn our back on the cause till the day that my uncles can be united by law. When kids aren't walking around the hallway, plagued by pain in their heart. A world so hateful, some would rather die than be who they are. And a certificate on paper isn't gonna solve it all, but it's a damn good place to start. No law is gonna change us. We have to change us. Whatever God you believe in, we come from the same one. Strip away the fear, underneath it's all the same love. About time that we raised up. I can't Sex. Change. 